Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another issue of Four Guys in a Comic. It is I, your favorite Canadian, Nova. Um, and with me, I have got uh, my my Nova Core, uh, my uh, my my pawns, I guess I could say. Um, just it's probably the only thing I think. Um, Red Skull, Rusty, and Tap, uh, as usual. Hail Nova! Thank you. <laughs> I needed that, guys. It's been a rough day. It's Nova Corp. Now, now, Rusty, hail Nova. I didn't hear you say it. <laughs> hail Nova. Uh, but, um, that's great. I really appreciate that. Good thing egos are in check. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on the record now too. So I just I know what my ringtone is now. Um, but yeah, we've had we've had a, a pretty good week. At least I have. How, how have you guys been? Good. It's yeah, been no, I've been really good. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a nice week for comics and and comic news as well. Um, yes. I know Red's got Red's been inkling to talk about all the image news he's been uh, he's been gathering and reading about. Um, but before we get to that, I just wanted to start off because I'm very excited um, about the Flash number twenty two coming out in May. Um, we got to see the cover for it a couple days ago, and it has drawn by Jason Fabic, Jay Garrick on it. I'm so excited. Um, Jay Garrick is awesome, and this sort of it, it was teased a few few months ago. Um, we got to see the little helmet that he usually wears, his bowl. But yeah, he's he's coming back, and you know, in in the Rebirth number one, the huge eighty page special, they sort of teased the JSA. Johnny Thunder was in like an insane asylum or something. So they're coming back. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see a JSA book by the end of the year or something. I can't wait. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd be I'd be so happy. Be Jeff John's returning I was to about, write it. Mm. Oh my god. That'd be dope, man. You know, the way you talk about Jay Garrick makes me think about the way that I uh think of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I you know, Jay's he's an old guy and he's like he's got his old his older older man values, but um I do like him. I think he's a he's a nice clean hearted gentleman and he's always the one who inspires the other the younger folks to uh to keep on going i do like uh, jay garrick but yeah that's my most exciting piece of news i just <laughs> blew my load right at the start oh <laughs> <laughs> well real quick um couple this real quick here uh, some quick update on some movie news one Batman, the solo flick, as everyone knows, has been plagued with director issues yeah. and potential yep. Batfleck leaving, blah, 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 right? Well, it was announced this week that Matt Reeves has signed on to direct the Batman. What also is kind of announced or alluded to was that Ben Affleck happened to be very happy about this announcement, welcoming him aboard via a tweet. And so now it looks like Batfleck will be sticking around. Uh, so we are still, as of now, going to get our solo Batman movie, uh, which is awesome. I'm very, very, very excited. See, I know that was a problem for a while there, because even on Pop Nerd, I was like, uh, you know, I was talking about how, you know, Affleck was just like, hey, I can't do the role and the directing. And so he wanted to say, and that was honorable, you know? I mean, if you feel like it's too much of a uh, workload, then by all means, you know, step down for the quality of the film. And then all of a sudden he was talking about how, you know, I don't know if I want to even be on this. And that was a rumor for a while, you know, and he was like, hey, you know, Affleck doesn't want to do this at all. But the idea that, you know, he himself 
who has been working with the franchise now for a while since, you know, Suicide Squad and all and Batman versus Superman and everything, that he found someone that he's comfortable with directing it and that it makes him comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm going to stick around. Well, let's hope that that continues. Yep. Um, also, big news. Well, it just announced tonight for the night we're recording, so by the time you guys hear this on Saturday, it'll be old news, but it's still exciting. Tonight, Suicide Squad just won an Oscar for really? Best wow. Makeup Effects. Wow. I didn't know Yep, that. it was just announced a couple hours ago, because as we all know, the Oscars are going on as we speak. Um, awesome. So yeah, Suicide Squad won Great. an Oscar. <laughs> so DC did something right um, in the movie verse. <laughs> I was about to say I'm surprised to hear that. I mean, you know, when it first came out, everyone was just like, uh, I don't know about Suicide Squad. And even myself, you can crucify me if you want. I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. Well, now so, it's an Academy Award winning movie. Yeah. Now you don't have a choice. <laughs> I, mean, I know, right? There's no excuses what the critics said because it won an award. A, a huge award. Like, that's that's the creme de la creme of movie awards. Yeah, at least watch it for the, the makeup. Yeah, it um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy that that killer croc though, right? Uh, it won an Oscar for makeup and hairstyling. Um, I don't know if it it doesn't. It just says makeup characters on Killer Croc, Enchantress, Harley Quinn, and El Diablo. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. That kind of broke earlier this evening, so I was like, "Ooh, we need to mention that." Um. Also, who's going to be going to see Logan this week? It drops Thursday. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out for a day or two. Who's going to go see it? I can't be the only one. That I really want. No, you're not the only one that really wants to see it. Obviously, I'm the guy that's going to want to see it out of the four of us the most. I'm going to. Oh, I'm going opening night. Oh, see, I may not be going opening (laughs) night. Okay, you're going to have to be telling me. Actually, you know what? Don't tell me. I don't want that kind of like stigma in my life. I don't want to be going into it thinking, I'm like, all right, man, this sucks. You know, the better I stay away from it, well, I, I guess the, the sneak be... reviews so far have been that it's absolutely incredible. It was like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. See, that's what I've been told, too. I actually have a buddy who's a journalist for the Dallas Morning News, and uh, he got a sneak preview of it, and he told me that it was probably the best uh, mutant movie he's ever wow. seen, and he doesn't know how anything's going to go. That's what I keep awesome. hearing as well. So. so, Tap, you're going opening night, you said? Oh, yes. So here's what you do. Get out there and interview a few people and get some uh, before and after thoughts. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. I'll see if I yep, can get something thrown sure. up on Facebook and YouTube and whatnot, um, which means that if I did that, you guys have a chance to go watch that right now. So. If I did do that, go back and check our YouTube and Facebook as we speak, and it'll be up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there was one other thing that I wanted to touch on in the world of movies, and now I can't remember what it was. While you think about it, just really quickly, want to throw this out because I just saw this. Tom King is going to be writing an Elmer Fudd Batman crossover comic. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Oh, he was tweeting yes. that out earlier How this week. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he was tweeting that out earlier this week with the be very, very quiet. <laughs> DC is stretching. He it, said guys. it's gonna be it's a, just like here. We're it's gonna, gonna be like together. a noir story. That's awesome! I can't wait. Be That's very, cool. very quiet. I'm hunting Batman. <laughs> I thought I saw the Joker. <laughs> 
So, um, in the world of Marvel, I guess, uh, going on from my end, I mean, obviously, uh, we have, well, I guess it's not so obvious for some of y'all. We got news that we're going to have Jim Starlin doing a Guardians of the Galaxy series, and he's bringing back Pit the Troll to be a part of it. He's not going to necessarily be on the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's going to be in the book. And so it's kind of cool to see uh, Jim get his hands back in the car, the Marvel Universe besides his uh, graphic novels, which are obviously uh, separate from everything. Well, and stay tuned after this because then you can hear Jim himself actually discuss it. Yeah, I know, right? That's something crazy all on its own. What? Womp, womp, womp. There's your hint, yeah. right? <laughs> if you didn't read the title of the podcast. <laughs> oh. uh... <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it's cool to see him back on that. And then also, um, we're getting, you know, I mean, all this news of the beginnings of the filmings for the Infinity War movie and stuff. And, I mean, it feels like, you know, the Cosmic Universe is starting to turn again in Marvel. Yeah, it's definitely seems like it's coming back with a vengeance, so it'll be interesting to see. Definitely yeah, will. very much so. And then um, I know me and Nova have kind of talked about this a little bit between ourselves. But um, what oh, do you yeah. think about the some weird Wolverine stuff. Hulk weapon? Yeah, I saw that mess. Yeah, I saw the Hulkarine. Um, I, I don't if know. He wasn't bad enough as it was, yeah. right? I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. We'll we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I'm more interested no, in Wolverine us? Resurrection. That's what I'm more interested in. The little teaser for the actual Logan oh, yeah. coming the back. Old man Logan's yeah, that's what away. I'm more intrigued about. What if it's Old Man Logan that is in the Hulk, and they have to bring uh, regular Wolverine back to beat it? The, uh, I don't well, know. Is yeah, anybody uh, besides me current on Old Man Logan? Nope. Okay, Sorry, it's. <laughs> I love Jeff Lemire, I do, but I don't know what the hell happened. It started off really, really wow. strong, really, really strong, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it. I don't know how to explain it. It sort of just went off the rails a little bit. It, okay, I'm also reading Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight, which I adore with a passion. Is anybody else reading Moon Knight? No, but I'm reading Thanos. Okay, I don't know what Thanos is like, but Moon Knight is like, he has different personalities, and so it's sort of like this, he's like in, like, which reality is he really in type thing? Like, that's been this whole arc on Moon Knight, right? It's like, now where he's at on Old Man Logan, it's like he's getting mixed up Old Man Logan with Moon Knight, because all of a sudden it's old man logan's in this future oh wait now i'm now i'm seeing this future and now i'm in this present and it's weird it's like he's it's like he's bringing moon knight into old man logan and he's mixing up his stories i don't know if he's just writing too much (laughs) or what's going on uh but it kind of started with the whole old man logan and vampires and then it went to like now i'm in the now i'm in outer space with puck and now I'm over. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it, it got real weird all of a sudden. It's not bad. I'm not knocking it. It's just weird, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> so go read that. It's uh, it's interesting. 
Yeah, you know, Lemire just seemed, you know, it, it could just be a coincidence of Lemire being, like, over busy. I mean, if you think about it, he's... Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he's just forgetting what he's writing in some of these because he's doing, you know, so much. Well, you got to think about it, too. I mean, with the people that we've talked to and stuff, a lot of this stuff seems to be written, like, a year in advance, almost, through Marvel especially talking to Colin Bunn and some of the hints we've gotten stuff. And, I mean, I guess he got asked to do Thanos, Inhumans versus X-Men, Old Man Logan, uh, everything else, Moon Knight, all at the same time. And it's just like, how do you spread yourself out so much? I mean, I even asked the same question of Colin Bunn right now. He seems to be on every other title, too. Well, I'm almost wondering with this whole resurrection thing, if they're just going to end Old Man Logan, like if that one's coming to an end. Um, And then, because, I mean, it seems like Marvel kind of cuts off a lot of their titles around, like, the 20-issue mark. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of when they, they end one and come back with another, so... Well, you heard that they uh, just end or they announced the ending of um, uh, yep, Hellcat. Hellcat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just announced the ending of that too, and that made it twenty something. I think twenty issues, twenty something issues. Wow, unexpected. Yeah, they said it was really unexpected, but they gave them enough time to uh, wrap up everything in the last few issues yep. and everything. But they still felt rushed about it. Uh, uh, who was it that that Kate wrote, left? Uh, yeah, she was talking about yep. it on Twitter. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Carnage ends, that ends, and X-Men 92 ends. And you gotta make All right, Rusty, just because I know you're super geeked about it, let's hear you go off about Venom 150. <laughs> okay, Venom 150 is uh, super duper legit. I'm not even going to play on that. Super wow. duper. Super duper. We're going to get to find out from Robbie uh, Thompson why uh, Flash Thompson, weird coincidence, uh, loses the symbiote. We're also going to have Eddie Brock getting the symbiote back from this uh, new dude. And then we're also going to have a story with uh, Dave... Michelini? Michelini? I think it's Michelini. I think it's yeah. Michelini. Yeah. Michelini. Yeah. And then Ron Lim, who did Lethal Protector, uh, doing their own story in Venom 150 or Venom... I think it's like 14 or 13 or something. Yeah, like why that. are they calling it 150? If you add all the singles together, I, does it... Like the minis, does it come out to be 150? Probably. Is that why? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, gotcha. apparently. It's just like how they did Deadpool whatever i think they did one recently where it was like 500 200, or something 200 i wouldn't be yeah there's god knows how many Ven- uh, deadpool titles but i think it was 200 that gotcha. they did it for uh, 200 250 one of the two and so they're just doing that where they just combine them all together and uh, obviously because it is venom they want to give it back to eddie brock at least for an issue um in the preview that we got for it it seems like he may or may not have it for longer than an issue, but I'm not going to hold it. Well, I know it, Rusty so. wants him to have it for more than an issue. That's a, that's a big deal. Please. <laughs> Please. I mean, we have this Army Ranger guy right now, and he's cool, but, I mean, Eddie Brock is still cooler to fight, despite the fact that there's numerous people that uh, regularly question me about that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Eddie Brock's the original Venom. He's my Venom. He's the Venom I grew up with. I'm with you. I'm all for yeah. Brock. Yeah. 
But red. So hopefully that'll yeah, go well. Fingers crossed, man. Cool. Um, red. I know you got a bunch of image stuff you want to pump out there. So yeah, I'm, there is so much going on. Um, but before I really even dive deep into the image, I have to uh, throw out a little information about one of uh, my local comic book stores, um, Fantasy Escape out in Virginia Beach. Um, Bob, the owner, uh, talked with him this last Friday. And got some cool little uh, information. Uh, as we all know, free comic book day is coming right around the corner, uh, first Saturday in May. And for you fans of the 1966 Batman TV show, and I, how how many of you guys enjoy the TV show? Oh heck yeah! Yes, I, that, was, that was my first Batman ever. Like that's yeah, yes, that is Batman. Okay, yes, yeah. Well, well. until '89, but yeah, that was my Batman. Yeah. Well, on Free Comic Book Day, uh, he is going to have there the original 1966 Batman Batmobile. Didn't and you already sit in it? Yes, I did. I did last year at the Tidewater Comic Con. Uh, the vehicle will be there at his shop on um, Free Comic Book Day, and everybody can come down and they get pictures outside the vehicle, or they can sit in the vehicle themselves. And uh, I don't know, cool Christmas card. I'm thinking. <laughs> I just thought that would be cool. And then as an added bonus, I will be there on Free Comic Book Day. I'll be doing some free signings and some podcasting. So if anybody wants to come out in the local area and sign up for a Four Guys t-shirt or anything like that, Fantasy Escape in Virginia Beach. Um, but I also got to talk about another local comic book shop um, called Local Heroes out in Norfolk. This is one of those stores that actually carries a lot of image titles. And I know if I need to pick up one um, that I forgot about or something the previous week, I can head over to Local Heroes and pick up that image title. But the store has recently discovered that, wow, image is kind of pretty hot. and People really want a lot of image. So they did something kind of unique that I never saw before. And I just want to get your guys' feeling on this. So some of the titles that are hot, say like um, God Country, Cursed Words, you know, that have recently come out and people want, they polybag them for you. And inside the polybag, they throw a random issue of their back stock, which they have trouble selling, and they charge you for both issues. That's not cool. No. <laughs> I, are, are they are they no, charging like me? The, I don't yeah, like are they the charging, charging me twenty five cents for that second issue? Like nope, original you're, price. Yeah. You're having trouble selling it, yet you're going to make me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. That's not cool. Yeah. Are they are they doing that to all of the hot titles, yes. or just can you still nope. buy like if it's a, a hot single... title? It is polybagged with a back issue they can't sell. Uh, what? Forcing you to buy both That's issues. What well. shop is this? This is Local Heroes out in Norfolk, Virginia, out in the Ghent area for all you Virginia. I don't I don't want to bash anybody or any shops or anything, but to me that doesn't sound like a very good idea. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe yeah. it. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. It's just like really. So I'm kind of curious to see how long this is going to last. I'll keep you guys informed, but uh yeah, that. Yeah, at least make it an option mm -hmm. and not force yeah, people. Definitely. Yeah. But other than that, in the news of image, there's just so much that happened in this last week. Um, okay, my gosh, 25th year of image. So much stuff is going on. When you think of image in 1992, what are some of the original titles that you remember? Spawn and Savage Dragon. Yep. I was about to say Spawn. Spawn. Savage. Maybe Young Bloods. Well, bingo. You hit it off the head. Young Bloods is back. They're going to start off the brand new series oh, of Young Bloods, starting with an issue number one, hitting stores in May. And Rob Liefeld doesn't look like he's going to be involved in it. It's going to be written by Chad Bowers and art by Jim Tao. That's cool. You know, Chad actually was the guy on X-Men 92, yes. so it's kind of funny to see him go from X-Men 92 to mm -hmm. Young Bloods. 
It is kind of a weird coin. It I is. thought I thought you had yeah. sent something out saying uh, Liefeld was involved or something with it. No, I just basically said that his original uh, Rob Liefeld's original Young Bloods is coming back. Oh, yes. I see. Okay, I misread yeah. it. I got gotcha. you. So I wonder how Liefeld. That's feels what I want to know. And well, he had to have something to do with well, it. He had right? to approve I mean, it, yeah. obviously. So we're... yeah, I don't know. It's it's all right. Uh, I was I'd never read Youngblood, so I don't really care for them. But it just seems weird. Like the whole thing about Image that gets me excited is a creator getting to do something that they want. And I don't know if what is it, Chris Chris Bows? You said Brow? What's his name? Chad Sorry, Bowers. Chad. Yeah, I don't know if he's really been passionate about Youngbloods, but I don't know. It just sort of it has like a big two vibe where it's sort of like someone else created something, and you're just sort of the follow-up team to it it's like kirkman said he he doesn't really want to see anyone else writing invincible it's yeah. his thing it's gonna die with him um i don't know yeah it's, and this is gonna be yeah it's gonna be I'll check I mean, it i'm out. gonna check it out too It'll it's come gonna be out those hit or miss things and it's like we shall see really we shall see how it turns out but i have a feeling that yeah. young blood number one is going to be uh at least it's probably going to go into a couple printings i i see that's the thing i was going to ask too because i mean Liefeld was controversial all in itself mm-hmm. because, you know, well, we all know why. But, um, you know, I don't remember if it was Chris Sims or Chad Bowers that had the controversial thing a few years ago with the Twitter mm-hmm. incident or whatever. But it was one of the two that had an incident, too. So I would laugh if it was Chad and it's kind of following in the footsteps of Liefeld mm-hmm. going into yeah. it, you know. Yeah, we shall see that that'll be hitting out in May. So right around the corner. Um, so you know, I was talking about going stuff into uh, print. Uh, Loose ends number three. Uh, that's going to a uh, an extra print and a special limited cover is going to be coming out next month as well. I'm kind of looking forward. I like those limited covers um, on some of these issues that Images have been doing. They they come out pretty cool. So uh, what else was it? Uh, the few that's rushed back to. Uh, Third print for issue number one and a second print for issue number two. But the big thing that I'm also, I, I wish I could go there, you know, the date of this podcast, March 2nd through March 5th, uh, what is it? Emerald City Comic Con. Have you been following uh, the, the stuff for Emerald City? Uh, I've seen some stuff on Twitter. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Image has gone all out for this. Uh, people that come to the, um, the con, they get a limited edition uh, comic brought out by image and they're also going to be selling at the image booth a bunch of ten dollar limited edition comics um reprinting royal city rat queen seven of eternity kill to be killed a whole bunch of stuff i I can't remember how many of them there are but there's going to be a whole bunch of great limited stuff to get as well as some limited merchandise that you can only get at emerald city so and they've got yeah, it, it sounds really cool. And plus, they have all of these panels set out, and Kirkman is going to be one of them doing panels as well, as well as uh, Matt Hawkins, if memory serves. And after he's done this panel, he'll be giving us a call. So stay tuned for guys for a little bit more with Matt Hawkins. Um, got uh, yeah, curse words. That's going back into print as well. And let's see what else. Oh, the big, oh my God, the, the thing that has me really probably excited the most this week is Image Comics 25th Anniversary Blind Boxes. Oh, so in, 
uh, commemoration of the ninth of you know image coming out in 1992 they're doing 1992 um, boxes each box is going to come with 25 poly bagged comics and within that 17 of those will be all new nine, uh, 2017 series and all of those are going to be um, limited edition variants as well and then on top of that, they're going to be throwing in black and white 25th anniversary variants, virgin anniversary variants, virgin and black and white variants. Um, they got some black around, uh, uh, black wraparound sketch variants in there. And the thing that's the most exciting out of all of that, out of the 1,992 boxes, 500 of those boxes will contain a one out of 500 limited print. The Walking Dead, Here's Negan, number one, which will be the first 24 pages of the Negan origin story that we've been seeing in Image Plus put together for the first time ever in a comic. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it sounds really, really cool. I And the thing with that, though, is Image is limiting the amount of boxes that a comic book stores can get. You know, I've talked to some of uh, three different comic book shops, actually. Um, one isn't able to order it because they don't order enough image. Another shop is only limited to two. And the third shop is like, I don't know. We're just kind of on a list. I don't know if we're going to get any or not. So it's, it's going to be one of those things that once they come out, it's going to go for some serious money on eBay. I'm telling you, because all 1992 boxes are completely different. You never know what's inside of them. Yeah. Damn. It does sound cool. And the collector's box for it, too, is just like, wow. I I, I want the box, too. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> Some exciting number ones that are coming out this next week on March 1st. Um, Extremity number one. Uh, that one looks like it's going to be interesting. We also have, which I'm excited about, from... Uh, Matt Hawkins, Think Tank Volume 5, Issue Number 1 will be out, finally. Okay, and Rat Queens, Number 1. Rat Queens is coming back out on the first as well. And we're going to see basically a whole new story arc um, in regards to it, starting off with a brand new number, Issue 1. So that is going to be exciting as well next week. But that is, that's everything I have for Image, I think. I don't think I missed anything, but a lot of good stuff. Very cool. All right, yeah. Um, that's a lot to take in, I guess. I, who who would have thought that so much could happen in a week from, I guess, every company? <laughs> um, but I guess we should uh, give a certain person a call right now. The and um, for you people, of the cosmic universe, right? Yeah, for you people listening, this will be very seamless. So uh, enjoy, enjoy your travel through space and time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another fantastic interview with Four Guys in a Comic. Today we have one of the biggest guests to ever grace us on the show. He is known for being the creator of the Mad Titan and a comic book legend. But in more recent news, he will be writing the New Guardians of the Galaxy title for Marvel with help from Alan Davis on art. Four Guys in a Comic and I are honored to introduce Mr. Jim Starlin. Jim, how are you doing? We're doing fine here tonight, thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on. I mean, it, like I said, it is an honor to have you on the show. Yes, that it is. 
for uh, those yes. listening that may not know who you are, uh, why don't you give, give us a, a quick introduction of who you are? They need to go read some comics if they don't know who yeah, Jim is. Do. <laughs> okay. Well, I started working in uh, Marvel Comics back in 72, I guess it was. And since then, I've done some titles like Captain Marvel, Adam Warlock, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos, uh, lots of Infinity books. Uh, I've been sort of working off and on for Marvel for like the last 40 years. Very cool. Very cool. So, Jim, uh, like I was saying, you are going to be or you are the writer for the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, title that's coming out. And you're, do, you're working with Alan Davis on it. Could you tell us a little bit more about what it is supposed to be about? I understand that you created a new character for it. Another uh, Entropy. Um, yes, yeah, she sort of got created by accident. Uh, I had sort of a, a funny idea what I wanted to do with the Guardians, and uh, we had to build a story around it. <laughs> Excuse me. In the process of doing that, uh, Mother Entropy sort of came into being. Uh, I hadn't planned on creating anybody new, but the uh, story just sort of worked itself around to doing that. Cool. And uh, th- that happens. You know, sometimes you don't know where you're going when you start. I was going to say, working with Alan Davis, I can put anything down on paper and it'll look great <laughs> with him drawing it. <laughs> Now, is this a story you've had in the process for a long time or something you just came up with recently? It's recent. Um, after I got done with the three graphic novels, Thanos graphic novels, I wasn't sure if I was going to do anything more with the character. And uh, I had this uh, other projects working, and one of them sort of sort of fell through, and I had this hole in my schedule. And Tom said, if you got a hole, how would you like to write this Guardians miniseries because I didn't know it at the time, but I guess the series is just the long running ongoing series has just ended and uh, they wanted to do something different. And Tom said, do something that's sort of between the comic and between the movie, which is neither one, but a little bit of either one, both of them. So just sort of played around and came up with this story. And uh, fortunately, Alan was available to draw it and it's just been I get these pages every few weeks uh, through the emails, and I just go, wow, another gorgeous set. (laughs) It's like uh, working with uh, this genie at the other end. He's on the other side of the world, and he just keeps sending me all these beautiful drawings. That's cool. So you feel like your character has come to life? Well, the Guardians were not exactly my character, but the characters that are in it, in the story that are mine, uh, Alan really has a good feel for Thanos in particular. Uh, he and I are going to be doing a three uh, graphic novel Thanos miniseries after this, uh, him and Eros. But uh, right now the Guardian's job is, you know, we're coming out every weekend. Uh, it's a tough one to describe what it's about. Uh, it's Mother Entropy is the villain. Uh, as opposed to Thanos, she doesn't hate, she loves, she wants... Uh, everyone to be one big harmonious family. Unfortunately, her definition of what a nice, friendly, harmonious family is is sort of different than anybody else's, and that's where we get the conflict in the story. Hmm. Interesting. It kind of reminds me of a, a what's a, a character, a Gaia, a Mother Earth within Greek mythology. I, all of a sudden, I get this picture. 
Yes, and she works such a, such good contrast against the characters, the main characters themselves, because mm-hmm. they're all disreputable characters who are just out for themselves, and uh, the villain of the story is someone who's trying to bring everybody together. Now, um, you're clearly you have a huge passion for uh, the the cosmic side of the Marvel universe. Uh, was that something that I guess from your childhood was was a part of your uh, your imagination, just the whole idea of these epic cosmic uh, odysseys. Oh, I was ironic, ironic DC to Jack title. Kirby. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was addicted to Jack Kirby and his Thor's and uh, anything that he went out into space with, uh, the Fantastic Four's and the Negative Zone. I mean, this is the stuff I grew up in high school with, and so. Uh, where I went with comics is pretty understandable, seeing that I really hate drawing cars and horses, and this was uh, the only outlet I really could go for. Uh, so there's no um, there's no upcoming Shang Chi written and drawn by drawn by Jim Starlin coming up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, in fact, the drawing parts are probably going to become fewer and far between as time goes on. I had a bit of an accident here back in November, uh, right. and I haven't really been drawing all that much since then. And that was your soda machine, if I remember correctly. Uh, there was a compressed air accident, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, but, you know, I, I, I'm pretty well healed up, but I'm just not drawing all that much. And, you know, with Alan Davis drawing the stories, why would I want to draw anything? <laughs> You know, look at the guy's stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he does the cosmic stuff good, too. You know, so, I mean, what more could I ask for? Well, that being said, and being, I, in my opinion, such a big part of shaping, you know, the Marvel Cosmic Universe, do you have, like, an opinion on what it's turned into now and the characters that seem uh, relevant now compared to what they were? Okay, you're boxing me into a corner on this one where I have to admit that <laughs> I don't really keep track of what's going on much anymore. Oh, we hear that a lot. We we hear that yeah, a lot from a yeah. lot of creators. Uh, that is not far-fetched in no, here at all. No. Yeah, the companies don't send out bundles anymore like they used to. So what's happening in the comic books, you have to go off and spend three or $400 a week just to keep up. Uh, and, you know, I just don't have the energy to keep track of those things like I used to. Mm-hmm which is probably why they had me working on graphic novels and not an ongoing uh, miniseries, you know. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you prefer working on graphic novels and getting one story out in 120 pages, however long it may be, or you, do you like the month-to-month uh, style of writing? Well, I, I do like those 20-page formats. I mean, there's something you can sit down and get out in a couple of weeks, but you know, basically, there's not a big difference between me doing a 100-page graphic novel and doing five-issue miniseries. Uh, it's still the same number of pages. Uh, I may, you know, space it differently so I can have those breaks at the, you know, have climatic breaks at the end of the issue if I'm doing a miniseries. But I sort of handle the story the pretty much the same way as I do with a graphic novel, uh, we're done with uh, the Guardians book, and uh, Alan and I are now working on Thanos novels, uh, the first one. And he's got like 50 pages, which I did over a couple months' time, and now I'm working on the last 50 pages. And he's you know, sent in 10 pages of the new stuff. Uh, so it's 
it's sort of it, there's not a lot of difference in the actual production. The biggest difference is just how I/O break down the story, and that's more it's more a pacing thing. That's more done in the in the cards than it is at the typewriter. So going back um, in time a little bit, aside from just the cosmic, you're also known for writing probably four issues of some of the most iconic Batman work out there with Death in the Family. Um, now, D- obviously, as we all know, DC had the 900 number to call it whether or not you kill off Jason Todd. Was that something you had right. a part in or was that something they had already decided before they brought you on? Okay, the story is that this goes. How much uh, time do we have? <laughs> we have as much, as much as you want. want. <laughs> um, originally, this all started off with this, uh, them deciding that they wanted to do an AIDS comic book up at DC, and at one point they put a little box up there, and you were supposed to put a suggestion of which DC character was going to get AIDS, and they were going to do a special on it. So. I had just started writing Batman, and I always thought anyone who goes off and fights crime in black and gray with a sidekick who's a teenager who you dress up in prime, bright primary colors, well, that's not just child abuse. That's child endangerment, and uh, that's just plain sick. So I was always trying to get Robin out of the stories as soon as I got uh, to do some Batman writing. But Denny O'Neill kept saying, no, you got to put him in, you got to put him in. So he showed up a little bit in the cult. And then there was one uh, little mini-series, uh, a little uh, single-issue story with the Robin. Uh, this is why I was doing the Batman book, I think it was. And uh, I kept saying, yeah, we should get rid of Robin. And nobody would listen to me. And then Danny O'Neill came up with this idea with the uh, call-ins. And then he got the idea that we should kill off Robin. So that was very cool. And uh, when the first issues of the book came out, Benny was on all the talk shows in the morning going, yes, you know, I came up with this idea and we'll do this and do that. And, you know, I figured that was his job. You know, that's cool. I knew it was my idea, but, you know, that's fine. And uh, so the book comes out, and it's a big hit. Uh, sold lots of copies. The only trouble is no one ever talked to licensing down to D.C., and they suddenly hit the roof when they found out that they had all these lunchboxes and pajamas with Robin still on them, and they were killing the character off. So guess whose fault this all of a sudden became? Oh, <laughs> it became my fault. Uh, within a couple of months, I, all my work on the D.C. dried up because of this. So I may have done one of the most iconic issues up there, but I sure did pay the price for it at the time. Oh, no. Uh, that's rough. Yeah, it is iconic, so, though. Right now. It all worked out. It, as it happened, uh, they drove me out of D.C. to go over, and I did the Infinity Gauntlet over at Marvel instead. There you go, another iconic so, title. Yeah, so Exactly. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. But I just wanted to – I'm a big Batman fan, and the the way that you wrote the Joker and stuff in Death in the Family was so cerebral and – uh, amazing i don't know it was just it's iconic so you know thank you for for writing such an amazing title it, it's and yeah i don't know it was just incredible i was very steeped in Elmer leonard at the time so that probably had a lot to do with it <laughs> i was shooting him up straight at the time 
um, recently, uh, I know Rusty and I we've been we've been reading back uh, Cosmic Odyssey uh, with you and you and Mike Mignola. Um, what was that like? Sort of just using basically any character I guess you wanted in the DC universe, the cosmic stuff, all the Jack Kirby, New Gods characters. Um, that must have been uh, you know a little kid's dream come true. Maybe not a little kid, but you know the kid reading Jack Kirby um, must have been a dream come true. Well, DC had had a book come out shortly before then called The Book of Magic, which mapped yep. out all the magic characters in the DC universe. And so they approached me to write a similar book, but involving all their science fiction characters. And I wasn't really crazy on the idea, but I started tinkering with things, and I, I sort of put in this plot. And it really wasn't what they wanted, and I figured they would tell me where we would go from that. Uh, but the editor liked it, and he said, we'll start going at it. And Mike started drawing it right off the bat. And it's only when Mike got to about the second issue that they finally, the higher-ups up at DC finally looked at it and said, well, this is not what we want. <laughs> this is not what we wanted at all. They said, well, we got two issues of it. Uh, what are we going to do? We'll finish it off, and we'll just dump it out there, and... Uh, That'll be the end of that. It'll just disappear. Uh, 30 years later, they're still paying me royalties on this book. <laughs> they yeah, they're, work out the way they <laughs> yeah, they're releasing a, a hardcover yeah, for it, yeah, uh, or it has been out. released. That's interesting. Yeah, well, let's show that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... I, Thanos is, it's yours. It, it's like, well, not yours, but you know what I mean. It, it was your, your mind, <laughs> sure. your creation, you formed him and everything else. Um, Thanos has his own, uh, series right now going on right now done by uh, Jeff Lemire. Um, whenever I guess the book came out, was it a surprise to you or did they talk to you and kind of work with you on the character, get some ideas or, um, was it just a big surprise? It's just a big surprise. Okay. <laughs> oh wow! I'm surprised at that. I really am. You know, I figured that uh, with the news like that. I mean, it's it's been a long time since he's had, I guess, his own self-titled comic. But yeah, uh, I'm surprised that the, they weren't more involved with you on it. No, no, I never heard about it until I saw it uh, announced. No, oh, wow, crazy. Have you had a chance to read it by chance at all? No. No, okay. No. I, like I said, I don't keep track of things anymore, and they don't send me bundles, and yeah. you know, that's fine. There's I just like wasn't sure. Thanos running around. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't like sure since it was Thanos. Running around. Yeah, there's the Marvel Thanos, there's the movie Thanos, and there's my Thanos. And uh, they have similarities, but they're not really connected. Uh, we sort of set it up that way, so I don't have to keep track of continuity. Fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah. You have the uh, the Starlin verse. There you go. Yeah, basically like that. Yeah. You know, they they let me run with a couple of cosmic characters, and I can do what I want, and it's not part of their continuity, but it's a different continuity. Uh, you know, there will be a body of work that's the Starlin Thanos, and then there'll be the Marvel Thanos. You know, there'll be two different things. And we will not have any helicopters with him uh, robbing banks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of older readers here who understand that one. Mm -hmm. 
Don't oh. forget the Thanos copter. No, the Thanos copter. Maybe super stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if um, if Marvel approached you, I guess, and offered you a character of your choosing to do an ongoing series for, is there a character that you would pick up and just absolutely say yes to? Probably Adam Warlock. Oh, yeah. I mean, your Adam Warlock yeah. stuff was yeah. really, really good. A Pip the yeah, Troll series. What's that? <laughs> Say, a Pip the Troll series. <laughs> well, he'd be second choice. There you go. <laughs> I'm actually using him quite a bit these days. Yeah. Yeah, I heard he's going to be joining that Guardians team, if I'm correct. Uh, not joining them. Uh, like I said, this is a bunch of uh, disreputable characters who are all out for their own good, and they they just get into way each other. I, you know, he's Pip's not working with the Guardians. The Guardians wouldn't work with Pip. He smells. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pip. Come on. Uh, Nobody likes Pip. <laughs> Got to go for the underdog. Yeah, but it's actually weird how much we talk about Pip the Troll. It is actually on here lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I understand. Peter Dinkage is uh, sort of set up to be him in the movies, so. I think there's other characters that far behind, if that's the case. Now, looking around on the Internet, and the Internet, what it say may be true, may not be true, or whatever, but you were hoping that maybe you could get a cameo in the movie. I would hope that you would be able to get a cameo in the Infinity War movie. That, I mean, it would be amazing. But if you did get a cameo, or if you are, who knows, um, how would you want to be portrayed in it? Oh, I'd love to be one of the ones who half the universe dies. But uh, basically, I made an off-the-cuff uh, off remark on one of my postings on Facebook, and this thing blew up. And uh, So I, I don't know if there's going to be any cameo or not. Uh, they, the, the Russo brothers put out a posting on their own saying, yeah, we're rough, you know. But, uh, you know, we'll see. They're, they just started shooting the movie the last couple of weeks. They got another year and a half of shooting, so... Who knows what's going to happen? Very cool. Well, we hope you see that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm him enough. I take part. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've only got to see. You mentioned movie Thanos, and you know, you said that's not that's a whole nother ball game, but I was just curious. Um, you know, he hasn't been on the big screen a lot yet. That's that's upcoming. But the little bit that you did get on the big screen, how? cool was it to be able to see your creation on the silver screen? I mean, that's got to be an awesome feeling, I would think. Well, when I was uh, at the Avengers, the first Avengers movie where he shows up in the end credits, uh, late show, so uh, as he appears on the screen, there's two guys behind him who have been talking to us the entire movie, commenting on it. And uh, Finally, when the guy shows up, uh, he goes, it's Thanos. And the guy next to him goes, who's that? Oh, so it's kind of a mixed bag on that one. <laughs> Did you turn around and uh, say, I created he... No, I resisted that urge. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I tend to keep a low cover when I'm out. But uh, basically, yeah. it was a, car- a comic book person and a cartoon person. And the cartoon person had no idea who uh, Thanos was. So that's probably changed since then. Yeah. You didn't turn around yelling, that's my son. I created him. <laughs> Show some respect. 
<laughs> no, but I'm hoping that someday Chris Batista and tell him that I'm his father. Yes. <laughs> So you also helped create uh, for DC Mongol, um, which That's right. yeah. yeah, which uh, has I know you said you haven't been keeping up, but he actually currently uh, recently appeared, I should say, in uh, the Trinity Rebirth series. Uh, Francis Manipool used him as kind of the big bad for that little mini arc, which was uh, pretty cool to see Mongol back in back in action. So. Uh, uh, you know, you just you just have created so many of these epic characters, or have taken characters that were created and brought them to epic status. I mean, it's just insane the amount of work that you've done over the years. Uh, um, just came in at a good time, and uh, they needed uh, some work done. Yeah, I lucked out. So, if there's any character that you would love to kind of re- redo, you know, if there's some something out there, you say, I would love to own that and make it bigger and better. Is there is there anything that sticks out? Uh, the last one like that I wanted to do was a revamp of Zazam Captain Marvel, but that oh. sort of fell apart and it never happened. Oh, I would love to see that. Well, I actually did six pages. I think if you went onto my Facebook page, it's hidden away somewhere on that. Mm. Uh, and I think there were some pages inside the art book that we did too of my stuff. Uh, so it's, it's been around, but that, that was about the the last one I wanted to revamp. And at this point, you know, I'm more interested in doing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about or doing a, like a, you know, creator own type title and just, ma- and just creating all new, you know, creating like an all new kind of cosmic universe, but for like your own creator own series for image or, you know, one of those other indie titles. No, but we had a deal with uh, Universal for a while to do a Dreadstar TV series, and that sort of fell apart. Oh. But now I'm with a new, when I'm I'm with a new producer now, and we're uh, taking it around to some folks, and we're talking to some people about that. So that's still on the table. That, that hasn't cool. died yet. Yeah, especially great. live action. You know, uh, be the next. Uh, they keep saying they're trying to sell it as the. Science fiction, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know, it's show business. What can I tell you? Yeah. 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 Now, is, is Dreadstar something you've thought about maybe uh, revisiting at all? Um, yes, I have been doing some work on a, uh, another little mini-series involving with him. That sort of got put on hold after my accident, but... Uh, right. Sometime in the new year, new year, I'm going to see if I can get back to that. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, another new, recent thing that um, you've been involved with is uh, you actually did a, uh original art page for a charity art auction. Yeah, that just has started happening today. I put a page up there to, to help raise some money for this fund, yes. Uh, yes, sir. I had a bad accident. He's a he's a friend of my nephew, so uh see if we can help out there. Very cool. I like the uh I'm looking at the page right now with the art and I mean it has all the classic characters you're involved with and some of the uh Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess you're gonna be working on now, especially with Groot and stuff. Uh but the page looks great. I mean is this some I guess is this is something that you recently did. How did it feel going back and even for fun redrawing all these characters? Oh, it's always fun. it's always terrific coming back and visiting these old friends. Uh, Thanos, I can draw in my sleep. Uh, uh, it's, it's a funny story with that drawing, though, is I, I actually finished it and put it up on the uh, the Facebook page, and 
as only after we'd been in there for a while that somebody pointed out that I had left out Starboard. So I had to go back in, redraw him into it, rescan the page, and put it back up on the Facebook page. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't tell Chris Pratt. He, he'd never forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> Secret safe here. Yeah, you, you could go. <laughs> but yeah, this is just something we're, we're doing here today. Uh, seems to be working out pretty good. I think we got it up to 1,500 at this point. Oh, wow. So very very nice. Race, race, race. Yeah. Yeah, that was what the figure was just before I got the show, uh, you know, answered your phone call. So we'll see how it goes over the week here. But hopefully we can raise some money for I I have to say, even just like these older characters like Captain Marvel or Marvel and then Adam Warlock, you haven't lost your touch at all. I especially love the way that uh, Pip looks. I mean, it's like he hasn't changed. You can't draw a bad Pip. I mean, no. <laughs> just, you know, he's just lazing around, drinking. I stuck back. He got the smoke again. He never got the smoke in the in the comic books in the last ten years or so. Put uh, him back in the stogie with a stogie in his hand. It's more like the Pip I remember. Yeah, the way he should be. <laughs> a degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to have fun. <laughs> Yeah, in his own debased way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. um, when you were, I guess, starting into comics, were you always drawn more, drawn more to art, um, to drawing or, or writing? Which was your your preferred thing to do, or did you have a I preference in, at all? I came in as an artist. Uh, you know, Jack Kirby and Steve Gitto were my gods. Uh, you know, there were some. Secondary gods like Carmine Infantino and Joe Kubert and John Buscema and Jim Stranko. I mean, they were all uh, part of the pantheon. But it was, it was basically Steve and Jack. They were the ones I learned from. And uh, I only started writing after uh, somebody asked me to do a couple of pages of Iron Man Finland. Uh, they needed a couple of pages that George Tuska couldn't do. And... Uh, the pages I had to do involved Happy Hogan kicking over a trash can because Pepper Potts had upset him about something. And uh, when the book came out, the line in it was, oh, my God, look what that woman has turned me into, a litter bug. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, I think I can do better than this. <laughs> and so uh, basically that's when I started writing Captain Marvel. Very cool. Self-defense. Now, I guess speaking of Captain Marvel, uh, do you have any uh, opinions on them turning uh, Carol Danvers into uh, the new Captain Marvel? Is it something that you thought was cool or something that you were like, whoa? Um, they've done so many th different things with Captain Marvel since I left the book. Uh, there's been three or four of them, hasn't there? Uh, yeah. Get a stun. Uh, there's a female black Captain Marvel, and now there's a blonde Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, um, like I said, they don't really keep track of it, so what they do with it, uh, it's too bad, that, you know, it would have been nice to have seen Captain Mar my Captain Marvel up on the screen, but, you know, I mean, it looks like I'm going to have plenty of my characters up there as it is. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, okay. And then, they, uh, I know Marvel just released uh, some kind of 
teaser thing and it's called like Marvel Generations and it's supposed to be like I guess old versus new and it shows Marvel in the background so I'm hoping we'll get to see some of uh some of the old captain in it. Okay, that'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Red, do you have any more questions or Nova? Yeah, I'm just out of curiosity. I guess you mentioned you don't really have time to uh, keep up with all the all the Marvel books now, but are there any uh, comics that you do spend time reading, or maybe any any you know regular novels um, that that do capture your your imagination and um, you keep up with regularly? Um, no, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, I I mostly read books without pictures these days. Um, Fair, you know, just. Uh, I have so many hours of the day, and uh, I, I, I do tend to work pretty heavily during the day. So uh, you know, my readings at night usually, and it's uh, a novel or you know, nonfiction, something, whatever I got on the board at the time. And uh, you know, uh, I, I tend to go with that. And then doing more writing actually now, so I'm not doing as much drawing either. So I'm not even looking at art books as much as I used to. Things change, people change, and yeah. that's just where I'm at at this point. Well, it's good. At least you can you can focus completely on the uh, on the writing aspect and just be the best you can uh, in that regard. Yeah, I I read okay. there was that Hulk versus Thanos miniseries, and I remember reading somewhere that you had nothing to do with that title of it. That that wasn't sort of. Yeah, I think I think I I think I may have misspoken. Um, I think it was Thanos versus Hulk. Yeah, said, oh yeah is that what yeah, i said yes yeah so that i read uh, i remember reading somewhere that you never that was sort of just marvel giving it this uh weird title to get people to buy it i guess well it was originally supposed to be part of the savage hulk series uh which is a book that marvel was printing at the time and uh, uh they had people doing story arcs and i was going to do four issues of the savage hulk except a movie with the Avengers and I guess probably the Guardians at that point had come out and Thanos was a bigger seller than the Hulk was. And so they, they just changed his the title to Thanos versus the Hulk. And uh, the thing that threw me off on that is they switched around the first and second issue's covers. Uh, that part didn't make a lot of sense to me, but you know, other than that, the title made sense you know, from a commercial point of view. But that was, you know, it didn't really throw me off too much. I almost done much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough said. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, Comic-Con season is upon us. Um, is there any cons that we can look forward to seeing you uh, appear at? No, I'm not going to do many of them this year. Uh, there may be one in Dallas I'm going to because my niece lives down there and, uh, I want to go see how, how she's getting along down there. But I'm kind of busy with other things, and don't think I'm going to do many cons this summer this, at all. Okay. Maybe not Very cool. You said... Baltimore con. Okay. If I heard correctly, you said uh, possibly Dallas, right? Yes, possibly Dallas. Like I said, I have a niece down there, and uh, I... You know, uh, I better check with her, and if we work out the date, she's going to be there. I think I'll come down. It's like July twenty fifth or something like that. Very cool. I, I might be I, seeing you there then. I'm actually well, from the uh, Dallas area. 
Okay, well, come by and uh, say hello and identify yourself. <laughs> for, sure. for sure. I'll probably have something yeah. for you to uh, sign if you don't mind, too. <laughs> oh, I think I could probably squeeze that into my, my other signings down there, yes. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. That's what we're here for, you know. Awesome. But, yeah. So um, for any person that's in the comic industry, up and coming in the comic industry, uh, just in general, creators, um, do you have any advice for them, uh, for any of these people that are up and coming that you wish you knew when you first started? Words of wisdom. Oh, let's see. Uh, If you're drawing, draw everything. Just don't draw comics. (laughs) Uh, If you're writing, read everything. Just don't read comics. Um... Just don't work for the big companies. Do your own thing as much as you can. Uh, Big companies will get your exposure, but you really want to get your own properties out there. Um, What else would I say? Uh, Yeah, that's probably the same. Any farther than that, I'd probably start going into dangerous territory. (laughs) 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 Understood. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, Tap, Nova Red, any more questions? No. Uh, thank you very much for coming on and doing this. It was uh, a pleasure and you know, to speak with someone that, you know, as legendary as yourself. Well, um, thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's yeah. been a pleasure. And uh, yeah. feel free to come back and on the show anytime you want to talk about anything. Always a uh, welcome invite. All right, maybe when we got the TV show in order. <laughs> Until then. For sure. No, definitely. Awesome, awesome. All right, thanks again. All right, thank you very much. All right. You guys take care of that. All right, everyone, is that time of the podcast where we tell you what we've been reading this week. Um, so I, I'm going to go last. You know what? I have, Let's go. Red, Rusty, Nova, what, do you guys, what have you guys been reading? Let's do Rusty first. Oh. He looks the most excited right now. <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm going to say that right now. All right, guys. So last time we talked, I told you that I hadn't bought my comic list for like two weeks. I think it was two or three weeks. Yeah, yep. Something like that. Either way, I went and picked it up and it cost me about 50 something dollars. But I picked up all the dang single issues that I'd been missing. And I read through, you know, Inhumans versus X-Men. And I just want to say, okay, like I've been reading all the tie-ins and everything else. And the way that I think this series is going to end is going to make everyone really upset. And I feel like it's going to kind of just be classic Marvel. And I had high hopes for this. And now my hopes are kind of shot down if it ends the way that I think it is to where it's just going to be like, all right, this is what happened. We're going to admit our wrongdoings and then we're going to move on. And there's going to be no real resolution to the conflict. It's just going to be like, I was wrong. This is it. It's over. No big deal. We made up. You should be used to that by now, though, Rusty. Mm-hmm. I know, but you know, I've had all this hope for all the X Men and mutant stuff because they've been revamping and everything else, and then it's kind of shot down by it. But on the other side of things, uh, we are lining up for this uh, secret empire thing with Captain America and everything, 
And that seems pretty cool because I've been reading, you know, Uncanny Avengers. And I've also been reading Thunderbolts. And those two titles came out like the I think it was the 25th anniversary of Thunderbolts came out. And they did like a Baron Zemo Masters of Evil kind of thing. And they brought back a bunch of old villains and stuff that you don't normally see. And it was pretty cool. But it still ties into, you know, Secret Empire or whatever. But Uncanny Avengers, which a lot of people have been hating on because of um, Kobik being the Cosmic Cube and just kind of whining and doing what she wants kind of thing. But in this newest issue, we see all the Unity Squad, which we know is the Uncanny Avengers, going against, you know, Spider-Man, Daredevil, uh, Wang from, or what would it know, Wong from uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> and uh, it, it's... Doctor yeah, Strange is Wang. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Wang from Strange. From Doc- Doctor Strange is Wong. <laughs> uh, strange and Wang. But we, but we see them all appear in this, and you know, it, it's pretty cool to see them all pop up and try and help out the Unity Squad, which is mo- we know is mostly uh, mutants, which seems like the real X Men team right now, rather than um, what's actually going on. Actually, in Unity is uh, Ninjak, uh, Eternal Warrior, Exo Manowar, and yeah, Livewire. I was gonna right. say, isn't Unity uh, a Valiant <laughs> title? <laughs> yeah, Unity Squad. Unity. Oh, Avengers. they add the squad onto yeah, it, and that makes squad. it okay. It makes it okay. <laughs> but uh, they have that whole thing going on, and we saw. A bunch of really really cool art from Pepe Larraz mm. in Uncanny Avengers, and I know we—if you go back, you can check out some like of his beginning interviews. I guess that one of his first real real interviews is with yeah. us, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's really cool to see him doing well in that. And then it's also cool to see just you know all the mutants people getting along and stuff. But we do see basically. Deadpool is leading the fight in this series against Red Skull until next issue, which I think I sent y'all the picture of the cover by Andy Kubert of Red Skull versus Cable in it. And as we all know, Red Skull does still have the Charles Xavier brain, which he is exploiting. Yay. You can yay all you want. (laughs) What y'all think about the cover of the next uh, issue, though? I know y'all saw it. It was kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. What'd y'all think of it? <laughs> Sorry, what's the issue number? I don't think I've seen the, the actual cover. You didn't see it from the post. That I don't I think had? so. Is it eighteen? Oh, bummer. Um, I think so. Whatever the newest one's gonna be, but um, Andy Kubert cover, very '90s Cable, where he has a million pouches. As of right now, Cable's brain got erased. He erased his own brain. So that Red Skull couldn't invade it, but he's set up to fight Red Skull and get his brain back somehow in this next issue. And obviously we knew it was coming because he's getting his own series coming up here soon, but I'm kind of excited to see this Red Skull Charles Xavier versus Cable. Who do you think's going to win, Red? Red Skull. Womp, womp, womp. It's going to be... But I'm assuming that most of y'all didn't, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't really care. No, that's cool, this. man. I'm, I'm interested. I want to know what happens with the brain mostly. Um, I don't want to be kind of like a, an a-hole here, but the issue for 22, 
has uh, basically Unity Squad sort of taking a, a scalpel to Red Skull's head. So uh, I don't want to make it anticlimactic for you, Rusty, but uh, <laughs> that cover speaks of We all know those covers. It was coming. Yeah, no, those covers. Uh, but is it going to come before the Secret Empire thing? That's what we're all yeah, curious about. I don't know. You'll, uh, I'm going to be honest. You're the person I'm going to find out from. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more interested in finding out uh, what's going to be said, what it is that was said that's to Thor right. to make him unworthy. That's supposed to be coming out. Yes, yes. that's coming out very soon. couple uh, weeks. What is it? Unworthy. Unworthy Thor. five. Uh, un- yeah. yeah, yeah. Unworthy Thor, not yeah. Thor. <laughs> Number five. Yep, that'll drop in a couple weeks. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'm sure uh, you're super stoked, uh, Tapping Nova. On that I actually up. am. I love Unworthy yeah. Thor. I think Jason Aaron's doing an amazing job on it. Mm-hmm. I love that title, yeah. and I'm sad that it's only five issues. But I am excited to find out what the hell he says. Yep. So th- it's only taking three years. And everybody. So then, when we uh, potentially see Jason Aaron in, in April, me and Nova can be like, "Hey, that was really good," or "Hey, I don't even want to talk to you." you suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did you let Marvel do that? I'll always forgive Jason Aaron, though. He wrote Scalped. He's go. Oh, he's mm-hmm. all right in my books. He did Southern Bastards. That is true. I, I mm-hmm. do enjoy some Southern Bastards. All right, Tap. We don't need to bring your sex life into this. Oh. Um, anyway, um, I guess I can go next. I've been reading. I'm really excited to talk about this book. I've been reading uh, an older image title. At least I think it's older. It's by, um, I think, Jonathan and Joshua Luna. Either way, they're typically credited as the Luna Brothers. One does writing, one does art. And um, I've been reading The Sword, which is just amazing. Mm. It's so good. Um, the What really got to me was I was reading the dialogue, and a lot of times in, in superhero comics, and even some image titles, the dialogue can seem kind of kind of weird. And I don't know, something about it like just irks me the wrong way once in a while but it's just amazing in this book the way people talk to each other and and the story that's 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 happening it's got this supernatural element to it with um the main uh, antagonist which i won't give away because it it really does sort of unraveling that mystery really adds to the the reading experience but it's really good um the art especially during action scenes i'm not the biggest fan of the art it looks really um you can tell 100% it's completely digital artwork. Um, but during action scenes, it looks amazing because they can do, they can do like a lot of, a lot of cool stuff with Photoshop to add uh, what I would almost call special effects to the, to the panels. So um, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you can, if you can get your hands on the trades or whatever, seriously, check it out. Um, it's, it's a really good read. You Are you reading the hardcover? The deluxe yeah, hardcover? Yeah, I've got the, the big yeah. one. I also got um, this other book by them today. It's called Ultra Seven Days. I don't know what it's about, but mm-hmm. it's a it, it's got superheroes in it. So I I've heard good things about it as well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But yeah, that's um. And I've been reading some. I finished thirty issues of like the '90s Exo Man War, which was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hell yeah. I I enjoy cool. the good skin. Dope. You also read that um, uh, mm-hmm. was it Cosmic That's right, Odyssey Cosmic though? Odyssey, yeah. DC? Some uh, old Jim Starlin DC work. Yeah, I know. I read that first uh, issue because you brought it up yeah. and stuff. And 
it seemed really interesting just the fact that you have so many unique people assigned to, as teams to different i feel like martian manhunter and green lantern is a little overkill <laughs> oh, that was funny as a uh, yeah. team um especially they are like uh I, what was he saying this is a cannibalistic it, yeah planet or whatever and it's like really are you worrying about that you could just just basically kill yeah, everyone it's, on this planet it's funny because you've got like batman and forager who are both just sort of i don't know too much about forager which i've kind of i was excited to see him because um it looks like the like the entire allred family is going to be working on the young animals title um mike and laura are doing artwork and then lee allred i don't know if he's related to them in some way but he's going to be writing the series about that character um, so I'm really excited for that. I think that's his brother. Uh, remember that uh, Mike said that him and his brother were working on a solo thing together and that, another project. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah, the, he's about. his brother. Yeah, so it's the it's the Allred family working on uh, working on Bug the the Forager or whatever the Young Animals title is called. But he was in there. I thought that was funny working with Batman. Um, you made a comment about the colors being really bright. You were right. There there's some scenes in Gotham where it's like broad daylight. It looks like it's just weird. Yeah, no, he's talking to Gordon and everything, and yeah, he's just like, "What? What is the? It's like yeah. broad daylight. When is Batman?" Yeah, he was in daylight? like a sewer as well, and it was bright inside the sewer, like really bright. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like. A, I think that's what threw me off with that yeah. whole series was just Batman, how they portrayed it, and then it didn't help that Jim was, kept making comments. I guess at how oh, I guess we're shorthanded in the superpowers yeah, yeah. department. And it's just like, oh, I kept taking <laughs> shots at Batman. Poor guy. <clears throat> yeah. But no, overall, pretty good. I know, Tap, you said you weren't super into that. I was all right. I read the first. I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm just not a big cosmic person. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. for me, it was, you hey, know, man, it was well written, for, especially for the 80s. It's got Jason Blood in it. It's progressive. That was the thing. It was super And it's Mike Mignola on art. So, you know. I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I'm just not a big cosmic person, so it was kind of... Yeah, yeah. I enjoy like, Green Lantern. Like That's like my cosmic, but anything other than Green Lantern, I'm sort of... I don't know. It's all right. I'm just not a huge cosmic person. I guess uh, for myself in it, though, uh, I didn't know Jon Stewart was so old in Green Lantern. Yeah. It's comics. Their ages mean nothing. <laughs> mm, like, I, But I mean... I, I mean call me weird or you know uneducated on the subject or whatever but um i just didn't know that uh john stewart was so old of a character i thought that he was developed by oh the 90s no no millennium, but yeah i don't remember what year daniel neil and neil adams made him in but so uh red what have you been reading well um i read, read quite a few things but there's two in particular i was going to discuss um <clears throat> So this last week, uh, two new titles um, came out from Image. One was uh, Belfry. No, I talked about that last podcast. The cover is just really, really well done. Um, basically, think of it's a female uh, body, but with like these huge like bat wings. Kind of almost looks like a, like a cape. It almost looks like a Batman, really, cowering down on a skull in front of an island in in the water, right? beautiful beautiful drawn cover uh the artwork inside is amazing the it's written and drawn by gabriel hardman now the art in it like i say it's really super well done i absolutely loved it it's pretty much a black and white with some uh, grays um some very uh low yellows and uh, a subtle reds here and there um it's just 
you you go through this it, and you just take your time because you want to really look at all the details in the art. The story itself, though, um, let me see what you guys think. So basically, think of this: there's a plane, all the passengers and the pilots uh, fall asleep. They crash land on an island. None of them get are harmed. They come out of the plane, and one by one, everybody starts getting bitten by flying vampireish bat people that are naked. Ooh. And uh, yes, then all of a sudden, they after they get bitten, they are basically declothed Ooh. and are naked and picked up one by one, pretty much, and dropped into a, a cavern in the, in the side of a mountain. And when they fall down into it, they find themselves in like a little pit. And the only exit is guarded by a, uh, a creature, which was never identified, as um, with a bamboo uh, prison you know, door, basically. <clears throat> and while they're down in the pit, basically all the people that got bitten, one by one, they start turning into the creatures that bit them. They get up and fly away the way they came in. And those that are left... Um, obviously will not be turning and are to be killed. And the per and throughout this is kind of narrated by the pilot. Well, the pilot was about ready to be killed. All of a sudden he changes, flies out, flies away from the island, flies straight into the propeller of a plane, um, killing himself as this plane is about ready to crash on the island, making it start all over again. Boom, and a story, it's a one-shot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. It was, like I said, the story itself, it was, I, I'm, I'm cross because it kind of feels like something I've maybe read or seen or something in the past, but I just can't put my finger on it. Kind of a Twilight Zone-ish type of feel. Um, but if anything, it is worth a pickup for the artwork because the art is just amazing. And I'll, I can't wait to see some more of this guy's artwork. Uh, yeah. Then the other issue I picked up was Sun Bakery. Now, this is, they call it a comic book anthology magazine, okay? It's comic book size, but it's 44 pages versus your 22, um, going for $4.99. And basically, you have four stories inside of it. Uh, the first story is basically nothing more than um, a girl from the future sending text messages that make no sense. The second story is about, uh, in the future... Basically, people have their own force field, and bullets can't go through their force field. So everybody now turns to swords to kill each other. Hmm. End of story. Uh, third story is about a guy who skateboards down a street. That was it. <laughs> Literally, that was it. Just there's no text. He's just, just skateboarding down the street. Down the street. <laughs> yeah, it was like six pages of just a guy is skateboarding. Really good. Those hooligans. <laughs> I'm was sorry, was that no really good? Well, I'm going to get into okay. the art in a minute here. And then the last story was basically, um, I guess, two diamond thieves that are doing it on, on the bed on the on bloody diamonds. Jesus. And she kills the guy so she can have control of all the bloody wow. diamonds. Yes. Artwork looks like it was done by local elementary school te uh, kids. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah, and some of it might even be pre-K. I'm telling you, it was not worth the four ninety nine. Oh first time I've ever I've ever said this, but Image let me down wow. with this title. You've never heard me say that before, but I'm 
I, I will not be picking up another issue of Sun Bakery. Mm. And I wish I did not pick up this one. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Well, I have to ask then, because mm. I know you collect Spawn. Uh-huh. But did you get the newest Spawn issue? Yes, I got both uh, the, the issue and the variant. I didn't know there was a variant. Okay, mm. I only got the Yes, so issue. every week there's always a um, the, the regular issue cover and a black and white variant for it every week. Okay. Every I, see, I have that one Larson 260 variant. I think it was. That was black and white. The one that was pretty popular yeah. for a while. Well, when but, Larson uh, took over Spawn, every week there's a black and white variant now. Yeah, but he's not on it anymore. I mean, to say when he did, they haven't oh. stopped it. When he that's when that's when they started the variants, the black and white variants. That's cool. And every week now, yeah. But anyways, did you read them. I haven't had a chance to tell you the truth. Ah, you need to catch up. As Spawn's actually getting pretty good again. Like, I mean, I like the Larson, uh, you know, Satan War thing or whatever, but. Uh, recently it's gotten really interesting and spawn doesn't have all his powers mm -hmm. like he used to have he only has a fraction of the suit so basically he's doing more human stuff than he has supernatural stuff mm -hmm. yeah. new challenges for him yeah but uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to get Eric on the show one of these days and, 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 and uh, talk about it yeah for sure yep Hopefully we'll get Todd to jump on here eventually if uh, we ever win his contest, apparently. so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as for me, I think, you know, like I said, of the stuff I've been reading, those are the two main things I just want to bring out tonight. Um, so aside from the whole DC Rebirth thing, everybody already knows I read those. Um, yeah, just cut me out, actually. Let's just, let's just, I just won't go. I got a crying baby and stuff, so let's just <laughs> just just let your baby cry into the microphone, yeah, a little yeah. bit, and then uh, I'll just be like, "Tap was unavailable." Yeah. <laughs> Comments. Yeah. Due to baby. Yeah. The baby gives their opinion on. Uh, no. Um. So I guess real quick, <laughs> there's only one book really. I guess that I'll throw out there that I think everybody should be picking up. It dropped this last Wednesday, and that is none other than uh, Savage Things Vertigo title by Justin Jordan. <laughs> Um, absolute phenomenal title. It's espionage meets slasher flicks. Um, that's really the best way to explain it. Go grab it. It's going to be a five issue miniseries, and issue one just dropped. Sweet. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of Four Guys in a Comic. Be sure to check us out on YouTube for our uh, weekly videos. Also, be sure to check back on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes as we drop different podcasts throughout the week, whether it be DC Rebirth or it be a throwback or a promo or something. Just check back. And also, be back next Saturday as we interview the man with Steve Gerbert behind the man thing, Val Merrick, as he talks to us about his life and what he's doing now and then uh, some old Marvel stuff. All right, guys. Well, that's been Four Guys in a Comic. We'll check you next week. You stay classy, Internet. Hail Nova. The power is yours.